You're listening to a 95BFM podcast. Trees, mountains, a curious kiddo. It's time for the Green Desk with Francis on 95BFM. Greenpeace Aotearoa is urging the New Zealand government to back the strongest possible Global Oceans Treaty as the latest rounds of negotiations for the long-awaited treaty kick-off in New York. The talks, also known as Intergovernmental Conference 5, or IGC5, are the fifth and final round of negotiations to finalise a treaty. The talks began on Monday and will finish in New York on August the 26th. This week on The Green Desk, I caught up with Ali Hooper. She's Greenpeace Aotearoa's ocean campaigner and we talked about their call on the government to back the strongest possible global ocean treaty. Here we are now. Can you begin by explaining to me, perhaps for listeners out there who don't know what it is, what the Global Ocean Treaty is? Sure thing. Um, so the Global Oceans Treaty is an agreement to protect international waters. So that, that's areas of ocean beyond national jurisdiction. Um, countries around the world are currently meeting in New York and um, to discuss the terms of this treaty. Um, at the moment, there's no legal mechanism for international waters to be put into protected sanctuaries. And that's a problem because it leaves them open to increasing human exploitation like um, industrial scale fishing and mining. Um, what we know is that scientists tell us we need to protect our blue planet and we need to protect at least 30% of it um, if we're to keep it healthy into the future. Um, so we desperately need these fully protected areas in international waters um, to get that percentage done. Um, if we don't do this, uh, then the biodiversity and climate crisis will worsen um, and we want to avoid the worst of those. So getting these protections across the line are essential to doing that. And how long have governments been discussing the Global Oceans Treaty for? Well, in some fashion, um, negotiations for a kind of an agreement that could do something like this, that could protect international waters, have been happening for kind of two decades. Um, the most recent round of kind of bunch of negotiations um, have been happening since 2018, 2019. Um, and that was kind of, it was put on hold for quite a long period of time because of COVID. So um, countries only met again this year um, since 2019. So there was kind of a big gap in the negotiations and they're trying to make up for lost time. Okay. And your call is, is Greenpeace is asking the government to back the strongest treaty possible. What does that look like? So Greenpeace is campaigning for the strongest global oceans treaty possible because the devil is really in the detail on this one. Um, lots of countries who are at the table agree that we need a treaty, that we need some kind of instrument to manage the high seas. But whether it will succeed in protecting the oceans for the future and protecting biodiversity for the future really um, depends on the detail that's in the treaty itself. Um, so a strong treaty looks like one that within its text it's actually um, built in that we can create these highly protected areas on the high seas and we can do it um, in the right way. Um, that's what Greenpeace is campaigning for because we know that we need to protect a third of the world's oceans by 2030 if we're going to avoid the worst of the climate and biodiversity crisis. What does a less strong treaty look like and, and what would be the barriers to the government not backing the strongest treaty possible? Yeah, it's a very good question. Um, I mean, 
a, a not strong treaty would be one that essentially didn't have any teeth. We need these protected areas to be actually implemented. We don't just want a piece of paper that says, yes, we all agree that we're going to protect 30% of the oceans, but no kind of mechanism as to how that's going to um, eventuate, if you know what I mean. So I think the treaty needs to be really strong. Um, one of the key things that is a sticking point for the New Zealand position especially, um, the New Zealand position has been um, progressing over time and we are in a much better position than we were a few years ago. But unfortunately, what New Zealand seems to be stuck on is this idea of who implements the protected areas on the high seas. And this is a really crucial issue. We believe that the best people for the job should be experts in conservation because that's what we're trying to do, right? We're trying to conserve, preserve the ocean and all of the amazing marine life that lives there. The New Zealand position at the moment is they think the implementation of protected areas can be left up to existing bodies, people like fisheries management organisations. And I mean, the, the problem with that is that fisheries management organisations, to use that as, as an example, their primary mandate is fishing. Um, their primary mandate is commercial fishing. It's not conservation. And they are two separate things. We think that if they are left in charge of creating these protected areas, they might show bias to their own industry and, for instance, not um, exclude fishing from the protected area, which would render it pretty useless. And we also, we've kind of got a history here where um, these regional fisheries management organizations have not put in protections in a timely manner. Um, and this situation, it's really urgent. The ocean is in crisis. So we need to get these protected areas in place urgently. Um, and we think that to do that, we need a new body, a conference of the parties of all these countries at the table, um, whose kind of sole mandate is to get the protected areas across the line. Would you be happy with a equal balance of both? Or is it you want completely conservationists on that on that board? It's a good question. I mean, I think there's no doubt that ocean governance at the moment is very fragmented. So if you're talking about a protected area that you'd be putting in place, let's say in the South Pacific, you would absolutely need to consult with the other bodies that would be existing in that area and other stakeholders. But I guess our point is, is that we need um, a team, the best team who are kind of spearheading the implementation of the MPAs and not just leaving it in the hands of a group who firstly, have never created fully protected areas on the high seas that deal with multiple threats because they're primarily concerned with fishing. Um, but secondly, you know, it could very easily show bias towards their own sector and that um, could be a real issue that could really undermine the success of this treaty. Your campaigning, what does that look like going forward? So these talks finished on August the 26th, which is, I think, Friday next week. So what does the timeline look like from here? I guess it really um, depends what happens at this round of negotiations. So what's been really positive to see um, is that there has been a real urgency around the need to complete this treaty. Um, as I said to you earlier, the negotiations have been delayed by two years already because of the um, COVID epidemic. Um, so we're already behind. We're already, I mean, we're eight years away from 2030, which is when we're meant to be actually getting these um, protected areas in place. So we hope that over the next two weeks, um, they can do a lot of work over at the UN and they can come to an agreement to commit to a strong global oceans treaty, um, one that can safeguard huge parts of the ocean for the future. Um, if they don't, it might have to um, 
go into a further round of negotiations, it's not clear. Um, but we're keeping everything crossed that this is the final round of negotiations and that um, we can yeah, get this huge conservation effort across the line. Absolutely, and we will watch with eager eyes and see what happens. That was... Ali Hooper, the Greenpeace Aotearoa Ocean campaigner, talking with me about their call for the New Zealand government to back the strongest possible global oceans treaty. That's it for the Green Desk this week. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll catch you next week. Matawa. You've been listening to the Green Desk with Francis on 95BFM. That was a 95BFM podcast. To hear more, head to 95BFM.com/slash/becasts.